0: Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description below the video online at fellowshipgj.com. Or, if you are a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through your fellowship profile on the Church Center app. This will help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us, and enjoy today's message. Stand
1: to your feet. don't you- What are you praying for? What are you believing your mighty God for this morning? You know what it is, don't be too scared to say it because the truth is, is he's a God that will do it for you. Don't be too scared to ask for it because impossible's not in his vocabulary. What the enemy meant for evil, and you turn.
2: singing, we will see a victory. There's a lot of surrender that happens between those two songs. In, in wanting God to move in your life, I just we just feel led here as a staff to just pray for healing. There's a lot of us that have been touched by illness and sickness uh, from staff and praise team to many prayer requests we get from you guys as well. So if there's someone that needs a move from God, if there's someone in your family or you yourself right now that need healing, we wanna lift we want to lift that up. If you are at home and you need healing, we want to lift you up right now. And so lift your hands with me. Jesus, you know every single one of us. God, you know our hearts. You, you named us before the creation of time. You've known us. And Father, for those of us that are down and out right now, for those of us that have sickness, for those of us that have illnesses that can't even be diagnosed, for those of us that have cancer, for those of us that have chronic pain, for those of us that have anything going on in our bodies that are not how you designed it, we believe that sickness is from the enemy and healing is from you, God. And we do not worship the healing, we worship the healer. So God, we declare your name, Jesus, over every single sickness, over every single body that's listening to this, that's in this room, we declare the name of Jesus. and I. And I just, I just pray, God, that we can feel your heart. Jesus, that we can feel your love, we can feel your even joy in the midst of this, God. And we lay down the things that we've tried to do on our own and we lift it all up to you. God, in the name of Jesus, we bind pain and we cast it away in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, we bind cancer, we cast it away in the name of Jesus Christ. We, we bind the things, God, that the enemy has tried, tried to lay us down with, to to hold us back with. And so Jesus, I pray your healing hands rest upon us. Your healing hands, God. Restore our bodies, cast away the pain. Lord, we lift this up to you. And we specifically pray, Holy Spirit, that you can fill up every single one of us. Those of us that have sicknesses in us, Holy Spirit, from the top of our heads, the tips of our toes, that your healing work be done in the name of Jesus. We cast away sickness, we cast away trauma, we cast away broken bones, we cast away stressed joints, we cast away back pain, we cast away um, digestive tract illnesses in the name of Jesus Christ. We cast away anything that's trying to come against our immune systems in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every virus in the name of Jesus and we cast it away. And it is not by our power at work, it is by yours, Jesus declare, God, a victory over it. We will see you face to face one day, Jesus. We will be healed. I pray it's in this moment, but the end of our story is healed and whole. And we are grateful and thankful for that, Lord. God, we love you and we thank you in your heavenly name. Amen. Come on, if you know there's a victory, lift up a shout of praise. Jesus. I feel like God's doing a big thing today. He's healing us and he has a special thing for each and every one of us today. So if you're in the room with us, go ahead and uh, say hello to somebody before you grab your seats. For those of you online, thank you so much, so much for being here with us online. It's awesome to see the reach of Fellowship Church reach way much further than our community, but man, to the ends of the world. So it's really cool. If you're online with us, Type in the chat where you're watching from. If you're out camping, if you're starting to enjoy this warm weather, let us know. Or if you're from out of town, please type in the chat. Give us some emojis Thrust us a service, too. We'd love to be able to hear from you. Uh, it's awesome to be able to uh, see and engage with you guys. And if you guys online need any prayer, please put that, push that request to prayer button um, on our, our website um, or on, our, uh, on your feed right now. Let us know. For those of you guys that are here and maybe Fellowship Church, uh, is, it's your first Sunday experiencing us or if you're just new here in general, whether you're online or in person, we'd love to be able to connect with you in any way we can and give you any information on all of our ministries and our outreach and all of those things. So if you want some more information, get in contact with a staff member if you're new. Get your cell phones out, whether you're at home or here in person, and type the word fellowship and send that to the number 94,000. Send the word fellowship to 94,000. That will get you in contact with us, and we'd love to be able to invite you to our guest reception, which is happening next month. And, man, Easter is right around the corner, too, right? Yeah. excited about that. We are. We want to continue to worship God with our... um, tithes and offerings as well. There's a lot of different ways that we can give here at Fellowship Church. The best way is the Church Center app. Uh, It's all right there. You can see your history of giving. It's really easy to give on there. You can also text to give if you're in person. We have the offering boxes outside in the lobby as well. I was reading through Joshua uh, this morning as I'm uh, working back through the Bible again this year. And it's really awesome at the end of Joshua, after they take the promised land, it's like these promises that uh, God has promised the children of Israel, like since Abraham, all the way through um, Egypt and slavery. And now they're coming out of the wilderness and claiming the promised land. And Joshua uh, it's really awesome what um, God says and he declares. Uh, says this, so the Lord, in Joshua 21, 43, it says, so the Lord gave Israel all the land he had promised to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Israel took it over. Then they made their homes there. It's significant that we are to make our homes inside of his promises, right? The Lord gave them peace and rest on every side, on every side. He had promised their people of long ago that he would do that. Not one of Israel's enemies was able to fight against them and win. The Lord handed all their enemies over to them. Now, talking about our home is supposed to be in this place of rest and peace. How many times does finances bring unrest, right, in our lives? And it can be that quick, quick spark um, to to completely obliterate peace in our life. And now we're trying to figure out what to do, but God says we're supposed to live in his promises. One of his promises is that he will take care of us, especially when we love him with everything we have, especially in also our our hearts, but also our finances. So I wanna pray a prayer of blessing over each and every one of us that are in need of a financial blessing in our lives, knowing that his promises are true and that we can stand on those for all time. So if you need a financial blessing in your life, um, please pray with me. Lord, thank you so much for your provision, for who you are and for what you're doing. God, I pray right now that you can lay your hand a blessing on each and every household, each and every family member. God, I pray that you can bless all of the offerings that are coming in today and all of the tithes. But Father, I pray that you can elongate uh, the life of cars and and all the other things that aren't just monetary, God, but... Lord, we know that your promises are true and they will last, they will last. So Father, I pray that we can um, feel and find you um, in the midst of financial stress and Lord, that we can have peace and rest on all sides knowing God that giving to you is a way that we can love you back. Lord, we love you and we thank you in your heavenly name, amen. amen. All right, there's a lot of things going on and uh, we we had a very special guest uh, film the the video and showing you guys what is coming up right around the corner, so enjoy. You've heard us talking about the Three Kings Bible study. It is a great new curriculum that Pastor Tim is writing right now. And for the first time, we're offering a midweek class for this Bible study, both online and in person. So whether you're tuning in from far away outside of our valley, or you wanna attend this in person, this is the right Bible study for you. We have a study guide for it, that's gonna cost $18. There's gonna be a PDF version of that available online for those of you that are out of town. Also in person, you'll be able to get that the night of the study. So please sign up for this. It is a great, great curriculum. We wanna see you there. Once again, Fellowship Church is excited to be a part of ShareFest, where there's 30 plus churches coming together to demonstrate the love of Christ to our entire community. Now all across our community, there are people that are in need of outdoor projects at their homes, that they wouldn't be able to do on their own. So we as Fellowship Church, we're gonna adopt projects and gather volunteers to go out and to show the love of Christ to these families and to these individuals. So if you're someone that's able to help out on the Church Center app, right on the home screen, you click on the ShareFest tab, and there's a way that you can volunteer. And as a volunteer, there's a couple different capacities that you can do so. You can help lead a team. You can just be a part of a team. Maybe you're on a life group and together you guys wanna adopt a project. Or if you just have a truck or trailer that you can help and let us have to do a dump run or something like that. There's a lot of different ways that you can help out. So check that out. Now, if you're someone that's also in need and there's some outdoor project at your home, we also have the availability on our Church Center app on that same ShareFest tab to submit a need. And through there, you just fill out that form, submit the need, and we will get back to you in scheduling and trying to figure out how we can help facilitate that. Now ShareFest, this is 30 plus churches all coming together. It's a great way to show the love of Christ. And we hope that you can join us on that day. Camp 4640 is right around the corner and it's starting to fill up. So if you haven't registered, you're a middle schooler, or high schooler, and that's gonna be anybody going into seventh grade all the way through 12th grade for Camp 4640, do so today. You can do that on the Church Center app. You can register everything right there, but it's gonna be $200. We're gonna take everyone up to Camp Cedar Ridge, have amazing time with the Lord and a whole lot of fun. It's an event that you do not wanna miss, so sign up today. Registration is now open for the Super Kids Conference. That's gonna be July 18th through the 20th. It's gonna be a great weekend for your elementary schooler, and that's anybody going into third grade all the way through sixth grade. It's gonna be a staycation-style event right here in 4640 for your elementary schooler to get time with the lord a lot of fun we're going to go to the fruit direct center as well as get air here in town it's going to be an event that your elementary schooler would love to be at as registrations open it'll be 79 dollars and you can sign up on the church center app today Easter Sunday is next week, and here at Fellowship Church, Easter Sunday is really, really special. We're gonna have three services next week. The first two, nine and 11, is gonna be online and in person, and then we're gonna have a 6 p.m. online-only service as well. We also printed out these cards that you can take and invite anybody you can to either join us online or join us in person. So we're excited to see you next Sunday for our Easter services. Now I know God's got a special word for each and every one of us, so enjoy today's message.
3: Well, good morning Fellowship Church, how are you today? I'm so excited to see you, I'm excited to dive into this message and I wanted to go ahead and just come out with the title of the message uh, really quickly um, because uh, it it sounds a little bit strange but today I wanna talk to you about a pain plan. I know what you're thinking. You're like, wow, that sounds painful. well, why don't you turn to your neighbor and tell them you're going to make it through this? You're going to make it through this. Type that into the chat. You're going to make it through this uh, because we all face pain in life, and and I really felt a letting. Uh, I felt a leading from the Holy Spirit. I'm going to back that up. Start up. I really felt a leading from the Holy Spirit that we were to talk about pain in this week, leading up towards. Resurrection Sunday, because I believe that we see that God had a plan of how Jesus was going to make it through pain, that, that Jesus didn't just go to the cross uh, and on a whim, but he had a plan all along of how to make it through betrayal, how to make it through beating, how to make it through the cross, and, and how to do all of that for us. And if he had a plan, there's something we can pull out of it. So I want to dive right into scripture here. And if you'll look with me in the book of Luke chapter uh, 19, starting in verse 28, it says now Jesus is on the cross and we're going to, it's a short passage, we're going to pull a lot out of this uh, in this next uh, moments that we have together. It says this, later, knowing that everything had now been finished so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it and put the sponge on a stalk of a hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus' lips. And when he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. You know, this is the week that we recognize that, that Jesus went to the cross for you and I. This is the week, uh, we call it a Palm Sunday. This is the week he rode in to Jerusalem. He was first praised and then he was betrayed and he was, he, he was cast aside and treated as a prisoner and then he went before the Lord and received your sin and my sin upon himself and went to the cross as a sacrifice. And next week we get to talk about the fact that that he didn't just die for our sins, but there was a resurrection that he, he rose so that we can live again. And aren't you thankful that we have a God who rose? I'm thankful that we have a God who died for us. I needed him to die for me. But, but man, I'm thankful that he rose again, that it doesn't just end in the grave, that, that it goes on from there. And in fact, we see, and what I wanna talk about is the fact that everything God does, he does with the plan. We started this year off talking about walking with Jesus, following Jesus, and how when God does something, he doesn't just like, he's not just on, off of a whim going, I might try this, I might do that. No, everything he does, he already had a whim. The, the Bible says there was a land who was slain from the foundations of the earth do you understand what that means is before god created creation he had the plan in mind that jesus christ would be the lamb who was slain that would die for your sins and for mine so everything that has taken place in my life and in yours and all of humanity and all of history and every, everything that has ever happened moves to fulfill the plan of God and God sees to, his plans fulfilled in his people, uh, people. That's why the Bible says, for I know the plans I have for you, yes. declares the Lord. Plans to give you, a, a, for good and not to harm you, to give you a hope in a future. Man, don't you know God has a plan for you? Our God moves with a plan. He moves with a plan. And I think we sometimes go through life and we wonder then why is there so much pain? Why is there difficulty? That is the number one question the world asks Christians and the number one question people ask me as a pastor all the time. If God is so good, why does he let bad things happen? Well, Am I saying that God is just causing bad things to happen? No, but but he can use everything that happens in life for part of his plan. And we see that even moving through life that Jesus had a plan in everything he did and that he didn't just wing it by going to the cross. He didn't just wing it by, by pulling people together and, and, and starting uh, leading a group of disciples. He didn't just wing these things. He, he had a plan, and today what I want to talk about is the fact that he had a plan to manage his pain and to get through the pain that he needed to get through in life, and I wonder, I want to ask you, do you have a pain plan? Do you have a plan for when pain is going to come in your life? And here's the scary, honest truth: is most Christians, most believers, live under the false assumption. They live under the assumption that since I'm saved, I'm never going to experience pain. Who told you that? You did not get that from the Bible. You did not get that from Jesus because Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart for I have overcome the world. He, he, he's trying to tell you, listen, you're going to go through pain. Do you recognize you will go through betrayal? You will go through Rejection. You will go through feeling divided. You will go through feeling hurt by people and rejected by people. And and some of it will happen because of our own actions. We we can judge other people and cause our own problems. We can sin and cause our own problems. We can make mistakes that that, that cause pain in our own lives. But some of it happens to us. and, And he wants us to recognize, you're going to go through pain. You're gonna, you're gonna go through people judging you before they know you. There are people in our church who've gone through prejudice, who've gone through racism. And that's not on you, that's on, that's on someone else. Man, ra- racism's stupid. Like, I, I saw a guy wearing a shirt that said, if you don't speak English, leave the country. But it was written in English. <laughs> I was like, So I went and told him he's an idiot, but I said it in Spanish. So no, that, that didn't really happen. I I'm just I'm just talking. But the thing is, in life, you're gonna experience you're gonna experience pain. And what I wanna look at today is the fact that Jesus had a plan to get through pain, and in the couple of verses we just read, you might have missed it as we looked at it so quickly, there are five things that Jesus did that are five things, five questions you and I need to ask ourselves so that we can be prepared to go through pain, because if you're not in a season where you're experiencing pain now, you're going to go to a season where you experience pain, and there's some of you that have just come out of seasons where you experience pain, because in this world you will have trouble. So I want to encourage you today, and this is really what, what I hope you will get out of this, is that this is, this is something you have to prepare for now. So you have to prepare a plan to get through pain now, so that when you go through a season of pain, you already have your plan prepared, you just have to execute it. Because when you're in pain, you're not thinking straight. Man, have you ever done something stupid in pain? Have you ever said something stupid in pain, it's like you know like now you the, the the pain of what you're dealing with now is caused by what you did when you were in pain It's like. Man, I, have to, I, I can't think straight when I'm in pain, so what I need to do is I need to develop a plan. If I'm gonna follow Jesus and Jesus had a plan in everything he did, and we even see it here in the crucifixion story, then, then I want to have a plan for myself when I experience pain. Do you wanna hear the five questions that we need to test ourselves with before we get into a pain plan? Anybody? All right, you're with me today. Number one, the first question that you have to ask yourself to develop a plain pattern what will I say? What will I say when I experience pain? When, when, when I'm in pain, how am I going to steward my words? Let's look at this in the scripture we just read. John 19 28 says, Later, knowing that everything had been finished so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. And then later down in the text, we see in in verse 30, it says, when he received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. You might look at this when he's on the cross. He says, I'm thirsty. It's finished. Those might just seem like random things that he said. No, 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 no. These were not random at all. These were premeditated. He thought these out. This was part of the plan from the get-go. God had this as part of his plan from the foundations of the earth. He said, it is, I am thirsty. And look what the text says about it. Knowing that everything had now been finished so that the scripture would be fulfilled. We can't just skip over that. What are we talking about here? The psalmist was prophesying about our Savior dying for us and, and he wrote that, that his tongue because of dryness would be cleaving to the roof of his mouth so Jesus knew going into it to fulfill the prophecy as he was dying on the cross for our sins that he would get to a point of thirst where he would have to cry out for thirst and that someone would help quench his thirst because he was at that point of dryness in his life and and he, so it's not like he was up there winging it on the cross he went into the situation of pain he's like I know what I'm going to say because I know what my purpose is. I know what I need to fulfill. So he spoke that out and then he spoke out later once he had fulfilled all of the prophecies of scripture, it is finished. What will you say? What will you say? Because, see, he knew what he was gonna say and it wasn't random and he knew what he was gonna say before he faced pain and you have got to decide now what you are going to speak and how you are going to use your mouth before you get into pain. Otherwise, you're gonna say stupid things. Other, otherwise, there's gonna be things that come out of your mouth that you are gonna spend seasons of your life trying to, to fix. That There are gonna be things that, that, that you say that are going to start to mold what you think and who you are because of what's coming out of your mouth. Don't you understand that pain Pain can start to, to form you if you mismanage it. That mismanaged pain, if we don't handle it the way that God wants us to, it, it can start to, to form your personality and change and mold your personality. More, more than God molding you, your pain can start to mold you, and, and it can happen by what comes out of our mouth. It's like, do you realize, no baby's born cynical no baby's born bitter. <laughs> you might be thinking right now, I think she might have been born bitter. <laughs> but no no one's born bitter. It's like the the pain in life if mismanaged can cause us. Well how? By by what comes out of your mouth? Because get this, this is so important. Because your words affect your wellness. What comes out of your f- mouth will affect your wellness. Am I talking about physical, spiritual or emotional? Yes. I'm talking about all of it. it your words will affect you physically, they will affect you spiritually, and they will affect you emotionally. Pro- uh, there is wisdom literature in the Bible called the Book of Proverbs, And this is just like, it is just good stuff you need to know if you want to live a good life, like don't hang out with certain types of people. You know, like, that's good to know, right? And there, there's, there's a, a proverb found in Proverbs 18, verse 21. It says this, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. What comes out of your mouth, your tongue, has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You will, be, you will eat and you will be filled with the words that you say. Isn't that weird? Is it coming out of you or are you being fed by it? Because scripture is saying you are going to be fed by the words that you say. So you will internalize the fruit of what you are saying. So if you are in a place where you're like, I'm never going to get out of this. This is just the way I've always been. This is just the way things are. I've screwed up and that's just the way it is. I've always dealt with this addiction. It's just... It's just who, who I am, it's just part of who I am. If that is what you are speaking over yourself, what happens is you internalize that and you start to believe it more and you start to live it more and you start to fulfill it and it's called a, a self-fulfilled prophecy as you speak negativity over yourself and you start to actually become what you are eating. So you have got to decide beforehand because I'll tell you, when you go through pain, you're tempted to say some stupid things. And if you're going through enough t- pain, you're tempted to believe those stupid things that you're saying. It, and the, the wonderful good news about this is the opposite is true. That, that it, if it's true that the negativity that you eat of, you, you will receive Um, you will receive from. If you speak the word of God and his promises and his truth over your life, you will eat that fruit and you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Man, that, that is what David was saying. That was what the psalmist was saying. He's like, instead of speaking negativity, he's saying, I'm going to see God's will be done in my life. And I'm hurting right now. And a child of mine just died right now, but he's still God. And, and, and I have loved ones who are hurting, but he is still God. And I will see, I remain confident in, the, in this, the Bible says, that I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And you've got to decide beforehand because when you, when you just get shocked by pain, you might surprise yourself by what you say. But you, if you have a plan beforehand, what I will do is I will speak and use my words to bring myself into a place of honoring my God so that he can help me. He can help me through this pain. So Jesus, he, he, he's speaking He's speaking. He's fulfilling the prophecy. That's the, that's the first thing you've got to ask for your pain plan. Is what will I say? Number two, who will I talk to? Who will I talk to? Jesus, this is important because Jesus says, I thirst. And he, he said it to certain people. He, he just doesn't say he announced it to everyone. It was just the people that were closest to him. He 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 spoke about what he was going through to those who were close to him. Now, now, this is what I want you to catch on this. Pain alters judgment, and pain can cause you to be less careful regarding who you vent to. And you can start to vent to people, and you're like, I don't even know why I'm telling you this. It, it, you know, it's funny. I've, I've had this happen the opposite. I'm sure you've done it too. If you ever, just out of a pleasantry, ask someone like, "Man, how you doing?" And then they, like, they tell you. <laughs> like, man, my back hurts, and I can't believe it, I got laid off, and this happened, and that happened, and can you believe this, in politics, and that's not what I voted for, and this and that, blah, 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 I'm like, good Lord, I just, I, I meant high. So what happened when that person started spewing their pain out of you? Because see, you need to manage your pain, so you need the proper outlet in order to be able to get it out, right? So, but if you don't have the proper outlet in place of who you will talk to, then what you'll do is you'll roll the dice and talk to just anyone, because when that person starts spewing that stuff at me, they're rolling the dice of going, do I have the character in order to be able to handle what they're saying? Am I a person of credibility? Will I direct them in the way of God? Or will I just like confirm what they want me to confirm and make them go farther down the hill and more deep into the mud pit that they're in? Rolling the dice. Who will you speak to? Who did Jesus speak to? In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus spoke to God. Father, if there's any other way, take this cup from me. I don't want to do this. It hurts. He he was venting to God. And then on the cross, as he's he's dying in pain, how do you you get to a place where you care so much about the people who are trying to kill you that, that you're speaking to your heavenly Father, going, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. It's by having the right person to speak to. He had a plan for his pain management. You've got to have a personal relationship with God personal relationship through Jesus Christ and you talk to him about your pain you don't keep it bottled up you don't let it grow in the dark you talk to it to him uh, talk about it to him and and then second you got to have the close people around you to talk to and you need to evaluate who those people are and and you got to understand that those people change because here's something you might not wanna hear, but it's true and I'm trying to help you, is not every one of your friends can handle what you have to say. Not every one of your friends can handle your pain. In fact, you probably know some people in life who help you get yourself into more trouble You know some people in your life who can help you get into more of a funk and more of a dark place and more of a negative place and now we're all soapboxing and we spent hours talking about politics and we didn't do a single thing except for upset ourselves even more. You know those type of people. Those are not the ones that you bring your pain to. Yeah, those are not the ones. You've got to find some people in your life that when you come to them and you're like, I am truly hurting, they, they help you get God's perspective and they tell you what you need to hear, not what, what you want to hear. Man, we're a society that we will go from place to place and we will pay different counselors tons of money until someone finally says what we wanted to hear as opposed to the truth of what we need to hear. And if you've really been blessed in your life, you have some friends who will tell you the truth even though it's not what you want to hear. And they'll say you got to get your head up, and you got to keep moving, and you're going to make it through this, and and, and, and you're going to you're going to you're going to do it. You're going to you're going to be fine. So the first thing I've got to ask and test myself in in a plane plan planner is, what will I say? Number two, who will I talk to? And then number three, I lost it. Number three, what will I not do? What will I not do? We see this because in Scripture, just before Jesus got on the cross, Mark fifteen twenty-three 23 uh, records that they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. See, wine mixed with myrrh was a numbing agent. It was a pain-killing agent, and and he, he refused it, and he knew he was going to refuse it beforehand. It was part of his plan to refuse numbing himself because he knew that he had to face the pain that he was going through in order to fulfill the purpose and the calling of his life. So you have got to ask yourself, what will I not do? Because the truth is, when you and I are in pain, we have a tendency to do dumb things. We have a tendency to try to numb ourselves. We have a tendency to try to explore unbiblical remedies of what, how we might stop the pain now. Because we, when you're in pain, you just want something that works. I just want something to stop how I feel right now. And, when you're, and this is why you've got to decide beforehand what you will not do because when you're in pain and you just want to stop that pain, it's really hard when you're facing those temptations. But you've, if you've already got the plan beforehand, what will I not do? Like Jesus said, I'm not going to take that wine and, and myrrh together. I'm going to face what I'm going through right now. I, I wonder what will you not do? You've got you to say, man, I'm not going to do that drug. I'm not gonna go back to drinking. I'm, I'm not gonna go to that website. I'm not gonna go back to overeating. I'm not gonna call that person that I know I shouldn't call. I'm not gonna go back to that relationship. I'm not, I'm not gonna do that thing. And this is why. You're already in pain. But when you go to the world's remedies to try to fix your pain, what happens is you bring upon yourself shame. And I don't wanna deal with my pain and shame at the same time. It's like, my pain is bad enough, why do you wanna try to pile shame on top of yourself as well? You can make things so much harder for yourself. It's like it feels good for a minute. It takes the pain away for just a minute. Now it's gone. The pain returns, and now I have the shame that it is attacking me as well. It's like we, we pile things up on ourselves, and this is not to condemn anyone, this isn't judgment, it's, we're all human beings, we all go through hurt, we all try to figure out how to make it through the hurt, and when we look for things that, uh, that are outside of God's will for our life, what, we don't find comfort, we find shame, we find more pain. And when I'm in pain, I don't want more pain. When I'm in pain, I don't want more shame. I don't want to feel condemnation. I don't. I don't want to get to a place where it's like, finally, the season of pain goes away, and now I'm stuck in something that the pain's gone, and now I'm dealing with this other issue. And I think I'm just sensing right now that's exactly where someone in this room is, someone listening online. You, you, you went to a crutch, and it helped you for a while, and, and now you're healed from the, the original injury, but you're, you're stuck in the crutch. You, know, you you feel like you can't get out. The good news is our God is the God who breaks chains, that his blood has the power to free you from what you got stuck in. No matter what, if you caused it yourself or not, he is good and he will free you. He has the power because he died for you and he didn't just die, he rose again. What will I not do? And that brings me to number four, what will I do? What will I do? Because I've got to ask myself, I need to know when I'm hurting, what will I do? Will I pray? Will I worship? Will I read my Bible? Will I, will I let's take it to this level, will I exercise? Will I eat right? Right? because here's the truth, and this is important to understand, that the things that you need to do when you're hurting hurting are often the things that pain demotivates you to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like, when I'm hurting, I need the presence of God and I need the word of God, but when I'm hurting, I'm demotivated by pain so I don't want the presence of God and I don't want the word of God. So if I just go by how I'm feeling in pain, what happens is I, I sit in a place of darkness and I, and I sit in my pain and I miss the fact that God is there to help me and heal me and bring me through and get me through the issues that I'm going to uh, face in the future. But I miss all that if I haven't already decided what will I do? So you have got to decide beforehand, what will I do? I, you know what, next time I face pain, I'm going to be in my bible reading the psalms when I next time I face pain I'm going to listen to worship music and start listening to that stuff that that makes me so sad on the radio next time I go through pain I'm gonna be I'm gonna be spending my time praying instead of spending my time on the phone Gossiping about these people who hurt me and these people who left me. What will I do? See you have to make a decision about forgiveness before you need to forgive you got to decide because people will betray you. People will hurt you, so you have to decide before you get there. So it's just a point of now. I need to execute what I know the plan is. You have to decide. I, I will forgive because I don't want the rest of my life to be ruined by their mistake. That that I I can I can heal from this. I can come out of this. So. So we need to test ourselves. Number one, what will I say? Number two, who will I talk to? Number three, what will I not do? Number four, what will I do? And then number five, what will I believe? Let me ask you, will you believe the promises of God over your pain? Because I I believe that even though I'm never gonna be the same again, I can be whole again. And I think that's something that you might need to grasp onto is that you look at something that you've gone through in your life and you go, you know what, I'm never gonna walk the same again. I'm I'm never gonna feel the same again. My life is forever changed. There's a part of me that's gone. I'm not gonna be the same again. But the truth is, even with that pain in your life, you can be whole again. Because Jesus said, I came to give you life and life to the fullest. That, That doesn't exclude, okay, well, life and life to the fullest unless you've been hurt. Life and life to the fullest, unless you've been through a divorce. Life and life to the fullest, unless you've struggled with addiction. No. He came to give you life and life to the fullest, wholeness, that, that you could have gone through whatever you've gone through in life, and it could have been terrible. And there, I, I, I know that there are pain that, that I can't even get to the depths of in this room, where people have been abused and molested, and, and, and all sorts of terrible things that have happened to you. And I know that that type of pain has taken place, and you think, well, I'm never going to be the same, but the truth is, through a relationship with Jesus, trust. Him and believing Him, you can be whole again. He can reach into the depths of your heart, and He can take a heart of stone. He could take that scar tissue, and He can heal you. So, what what am I going to believe? Am I gonna believe God's promises? Am I gonna believe that he could get me out of this? Because you wanna know what Jesus believed and how he was able to walk through the crucifixion is he went to the cross believing that I know men are gonna put me in the ground, but I know my heavenly father is gonna raise me back up again. And when you get that type of swagger you can go, I know men are going to hurt me. I know women are going to hurt me. I know life is going to sting sometime, It's going to suck sometimes. But I know my God is powerful enough to lift me back up again. I know I'm dumb enough to, to trip and stumble and hurt myself over and over again, but, but I believe my God is powerful enough to pick me back up again when I trip and stumble. I know, I know that he's good. See, he believed. He went to the cross believing God would raise him, and he was believing that he would see you and I again. He went there thinking about you. He went there even telling the thief on the cross next to him, even in this very day, I will be with you in paradise. He, he, he was thinking about you. What will you believe? Would you stay stand with me? Would you believe the, the pain that you're going through because it feels real? Or would you believe the promises of God? Because whatever you choose to believe will mold you my question for you is have you been more molded by your pain or have you been more molded by the potter have you allowed god to mold you are you being changed in your personality and your beliefs and your actions by the pain that you're going through so i want to pray for two groups of people today i want to pray first off for people who are in pain right now because I believe that God wants to come snatch you out of the pain that you're in so that he can begin molding you into who he wants you to be instead of allowing your pain to dictate you and dictate your actions and mold you anymore. And then I also wanna pray for those who aren't in pain right now that God would allow us to use this gift of wisdom to build a plan so that we can handle the pain the right way. So if you bow your heads and close your eyes, every person in this room who, who is going through pain and is hurting and suffering and needs God's help right now, I pray that, I just wanna ask you to raise both your hands up in the air as a sign of surrender where we are just admitting it to God and we are gonna ask God to help heal us right now. God, we know that we can't fix ourselves. and God, we know that you are the only one that can fix us. So we want to repent first off that we haven't come to you first. We want to repent where we've used our words to tear ourselves down, that we've turned to sins, we've turned away from, from what you want us to do. And God, I pray right now that you would heal our hearts, that in Jesus' name you would reach down into us and touch us and grab our hearts of stone and make them hearts of flesh again, that you would you would give us a softness again to be able to hear from you, to to, to move forward, to love people, to love the same people that, that we know will someday hurt us, to, to still love and care just the way that you did. God, if we're going to follow you, Jesus, we see that you loved people that you knew we were going to betray you. So God, help us, heal us, change us. We take our pain and we give it to you right now, God. Whatever that is, just tell it it to him. You can say it even silently, just in your inner monologue with him. Just tell him what that pain is that you're dealing with. Give it over to Jesus. It's too heavy for you to carry on your own. And God, we recognize you took not just our sin and our shame, but you took our pain, you took our sickness, you took all of this to the cross. And we thank you for that. And God, right now, I pray that we would be your people who would listen to you and who would take your wisdom and that God, as we know that pain will come in the future, we we pray that we would follow out this plan. What will I say? Who will I say it to? What will I not do? What will I do? And what will I believe? And help us to live out, to execute that plan so you can get us out. Of the ugly earlier we thank you so much for how good you are we love you jesus and it's your precious and holy name we pray amen let's let's shout a shout of praise to our god because he's good
0: thanks for listening to this week's message at fellowship church if you've not made jesus christ your lord and savior i want to give you the opportunity to do that right now the bible says in the book of romans if you declare with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. You can repeat after me, Dear Jesus, I am a sinner, and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, We would love to hear from you. You can contact us here at the church at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. If this is your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, please click the first time link located in the description below the video. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week for our online services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m.